Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to bet on all the big games in sports? Well, I have amazing news for you. Bet Online, they're our partners, and they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From the early NFL futures to Major League Baseball and everything in between, Bet Online is getting it done. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V, B L E A V to get the bonus, get into the action with Bet Online, where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry. With over 25 years of experience, their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, the Allen Angus Pub, MyHotTub.com, and Carvel of North Syracuse. If you're looking for that sweet treat, you want to cool down during the hot summer season, head on over to Carvel of North Syracuse. If you are in and around central New York, get them on Facebook, get them on Instagram. They've got ice cream cakes for any occasion. Carvel of North Syracuse is the official ice cream house of the ML Sports Platter. And I do want to say thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform as well. My outlooks continue for NFL divisions. I've completed the AFC, and so that means we move to the NFC. And let's start in the, right at the top with the East. This is a steaming hot pile of garbage, this division, right? I mean, let's be honest. I think the Eagles win the division. I know that people are hyping up the team that went 12-5 and last year again because that's what we always Well, I don't do it, but people always seem to do with the Dallas Cowboys. And it's the same story, right? Like underachieving, Dak isn't the guy, Dak is the guy, Dak's the guy, Dak throws fourth quarter interception number you know, eight, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, why did you give him the money? Jerry Jones as GM, who I've ripped, he's owner GM, I've ripped him because I'm like, dude, you got to step back and let a football person take over for you. The problem is that they've actually drafted very well with Jerry Jones being the GM. Now, I'm sure he has a lot of help, but here's the thing. They have not done well on other internal decisions. And so if you were doing well on both, I think the Cowboys would routinely be a Super Bowl contender. But I don't take this team seriously. Um, The Eagles, if you asked me how many teams... Like, the most intriguing teams for you in the NFL, the most intriguing teams, rank them, give me your top five. I would have the Eagles in there. I don't know who else I would have in what order just right now. I mean, it'd probably be another show for another day. But I got the Eagles in there. Maybe they'd be like five or four, right? I guess just quick thinking, probably, you know, the Rams, just because they're defending champs, can they get back? Is this Brady's last year? So maybe the Bucks, the Bills. I mean, probably the upper echelon of the league, you know, without a doubt. Um, 
you know, I think certainly like a a team that has a new face on it, you know, maybe like Denver because of Russell Wilson, something like that. But Philadelphia would be in there. I mean, they would be in there. Jalen Hurts, I got to tell you, the guy's a friggin' winner. You know, he won at Alabama. He won at Oklahoma. Uh, they've surrounded him with a ton of talent. He's going into his fourth year. They got to make a decision on him soon. I thought last year maybe was a decision to make, but I don't think they saw enough. And I'm okay with that. Because I think 2022 is the year you decide. Because in the NFL, you have to surround a quarterback with help before you can decide if he is not the guy. If you have him out there, throw him to the wolves and no help is there, you know, you it's, that's not fair to the quarterback, right? Like, it's just not. And so they have brought people in. I already love Miles Sanders at running back. They went out and made a wicked splash at draft time in getting A.J. Brown, who's just a physical, over-the-middle, go-outside-the-boundaries, can run any route, 6'1", 230, extremely difficult to match up with physically uh, and from a route-running standpoint. I think their offensive line is going to be really, really good. By the way, they have Devontae Smith from Alabama. Uh, they've got some players, man. They've got some players. Uh you know, they've got Dallas Goddard uh, at tight end, Dallas Goddard. I mean, he's one of the best tight ends in football. Um, we, we know the offensive line. I think, you know, Jason Kelsey, the third, he's going into his 13th year at center. He's going to be really, really good. Um, I'm impressed every year with their tackles. I think Lane Johnson is fantastic. He's going into his 11th year. The Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in the entire NFL. And then defensively, you know, Fletcher Cox, how much is left in the tank there? I thought the Eagles had a terrific, terrific draft, too. I mean, even though they traded, you know, a good bit to get A.J. Brown, they were able to get Jordan Davis. I mean, they stole Jordan Davis on arguably the greatest single-season defense in the history of college football in Georgia. I don't think a lot of people expected Jordan Davis to be there at 13, and they got him, right? I mean, that was a great, great pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, you got him on the rookie deal here. So you got a few years to play with him, right? Um, you know, I think that they had another awesome pick um, in terms of, you know, when you go down go down the line here uh, with their with their rookies, um, I think Mario Goodrich is going to be good at corner, you know? I think he's going to be really good. Um, you know, they're relying on a lot of rookies on defense. There's no doubt about it. N'Kobe Dean is a teammate of Jordan Davis's for the second time. He was picked number 21 overall in the first round. Like, you might have gotten the two best defensive players on Georgia and two, maybe the top two arguably in, in, in the entire country. So the Eagles had a really good draft. And I think the Eagles are going to win the division. I've got the Eagles winning 11 games this year. I just, I'm really high on them. I'm really high on the moves they made. I'm high on the Jalen Hurts connection to A.J. Brown. They have depth, they have versatility offensively. They have a running game. They can work play action off of that. There's less pressure on Hurts because they have Sanders. They have Brown. They have Devontae Smith. They have a great offensive line. Um, the defense is going to get after you. They play a physical, tough-nosed football. They're going to rush. They're quick. They're, 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 they're always agile. They're getting to the ball. I don't know. I, I'm high on the Philadelphia Eagles. I really am. I think they win 11 games. I think they win the division. Um... You know, they start out at Detroit, home for Minnesota, at Washington, home for Jacksonville, at Arizona, home for Dallas. If I'm an Eagles fan, I want to finish that stretch 5-1. and one. I'm sorry. 
I don't know where the loss is going to come in. Maybe it's at Arizona. Maybe it's not. But going to the bye week, I want to be 5-1 and one at worst 4-2. and two. You got Pittsburgh at home, at Houston, Washington at home, at Indianapolis, home for Green Bay, home for Tennessee, then at New York, at Chicago, at Dallas, at uh, home for New Orleans, and home for New York. Again, for the Giants, right? So those are all winnable games. I mean, the last five games of the season, you know, at Dallas is probably a toss-up, and we don't know what Dallas is going to be at that point on Christmas Eve, but you've got the Giants twice, the Bears, terrible teams, and the Saints, but they're at home. And so we know how the Saints are. They're very, very vulnerable outside of their uh, stadium. I think the Eagles will be fighting for a playoff spot, whether it's wild card or winning the division by that point. Um, they're already going to have the toughest games out of the way. You know, the Packer game, uh, they're going to you know play Tennessee, obviously, Indianapolis, at Arizona. I don't know, man. I, I think 11 wins, I think it's there. And I think if they really, really overachieve, I think the Eagles could win 12 games this year. I really do. I am that high on the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're going to win the division. I've got them winning 11 games. Dallas Cowboys, 10-17 and 17 for me this year. Um, I think the Cowboys will miss the postseason. Uh, I just think that, you know, again, the NFC is not as loaded as the AFC. But if you do the quick kind of guessing and target practice here, Let's say Eagles win the East, Packers win the North, Bucks win the South, West is won again by the Rams. You've got 49ers, Cardinals, New Orleans, Minnesota. Mm, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it, it, where's Dallas fall into that? You know, they do have the benefit that that's probably it, though. Because Carolina's going to be a disaster. They're going to have quarterback battle with Baker and Sam Darnold. It's not going to work. Uh, the Falcons are still in wicked rebuild mode. They have no Matt Ryan. They lack playmakers outside of Kyle Pitts. I just, I don't trust their defense. It's terrible. And that window shut. And it's really disappointing because they should have won the Super Bowl up 28-3 on New England. The Seahawks are in complete and utter rebuild, even though John Schneider and Pete Carroll are in denial without Russell Wilson there. Where did, where did the Cowboys fit in with the playoff picture? maybe they can win 10 games and slide into the last wild card spot. But they're going to have to eke out the Saints. They're going to have to eke out somebody. You know, maybe it's the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to be really good. I think the Vikings are a playoff team. But my guess is the three wild card teams are the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Vikings. Those would be the three that I would pick. Now, I'm doing my season preview in a couple of weeks. But looking at it on paper right now, I'd probably probably say that those three teams will be the wild cards. And you're looking at Eagles, Packers, Bucks, Rams as division winners. And you know what? The Rams, if they have a Super Bowl hangover and they don't win the division, but they still make the playoffs or a wild card, okay, well then just flip-flop with Arizona or San Fran. You know, I think the Eagles are going to be really, really good. I think Dallas is going to be the same old Dallas. Um, you know, I, I will say that, you know, Dak is a really classy guy. Um, I just don't think he's in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. Um, it's going to come down to, on offense, it's going to come down to Dak. It's going to come down to Ezekiel Elliott and how much he has left in the tank. You know, um, obviously Pollard is pushing him there. Amari Cooper is gone. It's going to come down to, you know, C.D. Lamb as well. I'm not a huge fan of their offensive line. I'm not a huge fan of the tight end room. Um, you know, not a lot there. Defensively, they've got some guys. I mean, they got some guys. They do. Dante Fowler, um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence. Um, you know, we know Micah Parsons is one of the great defensive players in the league right now, kind of that hybrid can go back and cover the tight end. I can come up and stop the run. I can rush the quarterback. 
you know, sort of that smaller hybrid type of linebacker, but he's yeah, he's an edge rusher at uh, you know, six three and two forty five. He's really, really difficult to stop. Leighton Vanderesh still has a ton left in the tank. Trayvon Diggs, um, you know, there was talk that they might trade him in the offseason and try to get a, a bundle for him, like draft picks or whatever, but they're gonna, you know, ride ride it here with him. Um, the secondary is decent. I think the, the defense overall is very, very good. Um, it's gonna come down to the expectations for the offense. You know, can they produce on a weekly basis consistently? Can this team stay up with the rest of the NFL? And you know what? They have shown me nothing so far, so I'm not going to say, I'm not going to bet, you know, for them. That's for sure. The football team, oh wait, the Commanders, what a dumb name. Um, here we go. The Commanders have Tyler Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Um, you know, they brought in Carson Wentz. They lack a lot there. You know, no no big time quarterback's going to cost them between, you know, probably three to five games, maybe more. Um, I've always liked the playmakers. I've always liked J.D. McKissick. Uh, the Bills tried to get him. Uh, they had a deal in place, and he went back to the Commanders, and so they settled on drafting James Cook, who I think is going to be really good out of Georgia. Um, you know, I, I like Terry McLaurin. I always have. Um, you know, they've got Curtis Samuel, the seventh year now, going into his seventh year out of Ohio State. Um, so I like those guys. You know, um, offensive line, kind of a roller coaster. Defensively, uh, they pick up the old Bill F.A. Obata. Um, you know, you've got Montez Sweat, who can get after the quarterback. He's going into his fifth year out of Mississippi State. Chase Young, got to keep him upright and healthy. Um, and I think the secondary can really be had. I really do. Um, you know, they went out and tried to get some help in the secondary. Um, you know, they get uh, Percy Butler, uh, the safety out of Louisiana Lafayette. We'll see who makes the roster, who doesn't. Uh, Christian Holmes, a corner out of Oklahoma State. You know, they're really relying on Kendall Fuller going into his eighth year out of Virginia Tech. He's a pretty good cover guy with really good instincts and unique ability to, um, you know, get up in coverage and, and try to make plays and, and, and turnovers happen. But I think the Commanders are probably close to about a six or seven win team just because I just cannot see them winning a bunch of games with the quarterback play that they have. It's just, I just can't see it, you know. And then the New York Football Giants. I mean, here we go, right? Year one of Joe Shane as GM. Year one of Brian Dable as head coach. You bring in the veteran Tyrod Taylor, or as I like to say, Tyrod Taylor, because he was a QB that helped the Bills break the drought, right? Um, you know, it's going to be a very, 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 very challenging year in New York. Um, you bring in Matt Breida, Saquon Barkley. I mean, again, that draft pick was so stupid. Uh, he's now going into what a six year in the NFL already. Um, they really want to see Daniel. Jo like, is this, is this the final year for Daniel Jones? You know, I mean, you've got a bunch of change. Are they going to give him just one year with the weapons they have? I mean, they have Kenny Galladay, right? Um, I mean, I just, man alive, Kadarius, Tony. Um, is that enough? The running backs with those weapons, is it enough? The offensive line just gets the guy killed all the time. So it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard for the Giants. And the defense should be way, way better because they went out and got Kayvon Thibodeau, a guy who's just going to wreck. Um, 
I'm high on the DJ Davidson kid from Arizona State. I'm high on Chris Hinton from Michigan. Uh, so up front, they've made some major changes and major changes for the better. Uh, linebacker, middle of the field, mm, stopping third and longs. I, I don't have confidence in the defense doing that because I think the secondary is one of the worst in the NFL. I think the Giants are going to be a four-win football team, three-four-win football team. And then after this year, you're going to have to decide what you want to do with Daniel Jones. It's that simple. You know, it's really, really that simple. So NFC East, uh, man, you know, you look at the you look at the NFL and, you know, if you had to kind of look at the divisions overall, I mean, I, I would probably say that the NFC East is the worst division in football. I really would. Because I think in every division, pretty much you've got a Super Bowl contender and a playoff team. And then an average team. And then a team that's in the cellar. Mo- I mean, that's like the average of the divisions. You know, Bill's Super Bowl contender in the AFC East. Dolphins a playoff team. Possibly, you know, possibly. I mean, they're going to have to challenge. I mean, it's going to be hard. There's only three spots for all these teams we mentioned. AFC North, Bengals, division champ, and then any of those three playoff team slash contender or whatever. AFC South is the only one. I don't think there's a Super Bowl contender. You have the Titans and then a possible playoff team in the Colts. And then the FC West, anything could go. I mean, you have Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos there. I think multiple Super Bowl contenders for sure. And then maybe another playoff team. I mean, I think three teams are going to come out of that division. Then in the NFC North, you have Packers, Super Bowl contender, Vikings, playoff team, Buccaneers, Super Bowl contender, Saints, possible playoff team, right? Rams, division winner, Super Bowl contender. Or if you flip that because they have, you know, Super Bowl hangover or whatever, uh, maybe you flip it with Arizona, okay. I, I mean, however you, you do it, that's kind of what we're looking at. The, the NFC East doesn't have any of that. The NFC East doesn't have a playoff uh, contender after, in my opinion, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Cowboys could make it, but they've got to do a lot on offense in order to make, to make it happen. And again, I haven't seen it. So I think the Eagles win this division. They went 9-8 and last year, and they got a lot better. NFC East Outlook. This is the ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening. We are brought to you by the Al and Angus Pub, MyHotTub.com, Camillus Golf Club, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, and our great friends at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Hey, make sure you stop by Chick-fil-A for breakfast. It's not just about lunch and dinner with the tenders, nuggets, waffle fries, mac and cheese, and more. They've got awesome breakfast sandwiches. They have awesome scramble bowls, and you can get your breakfast catered to your office as well. They will deliver, and they will cater. Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Celebrate your whale of a dad with a fudgy the whale ice cream cake from the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design your dad wants, they make it happen. Your dad deserves a tasty treat this Father's Day. Soft serve ice cream, milkshake sundaes, shakes, and more. America's favorite since 1934. Carvel. Open seven days a week. Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Stop in today. Fudgy the whale is waiting for you thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.